are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hi everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT for Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. So let's just get right into it. There's a few news items I want to talk about today. So the first thing is that the EHR market is expected to grow about 6% per year through 2025. So this report is from a researcher markets and they noted that the roles of, you know, chronic diseases and government funding and inpatient engagement are going to be contributing factors to increasing in the use of EHRs. In addition, more specifically, there will be like data mining, clinical decision support, and clinical trial management systems that's going to be propelling more demand on EHR systems. To be more specific, this report also mentioned some of the EHRs they're expecting to grow, including Allscripts, Athena Health, Cerner, eClinical Works, and Epic Systems as the biggest like major vendors that's going to be expanding. It's also good to note that by the end of 2018, 90% of the country's hospitals already use EHRs. And it's just going to continue to increase because the demand for like complete up-to-date information on patients is going to be driving that adoption. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is telehealth may worsen digital divide for patients with disabilities. So there was a recently published article in Jamia that argues that the design and implementation and policy considerations must be taken into account when developing virtual care technology. So basically what they're saying is that telehealth technologies right now, they're not really fully implemented thinking about and considering patients with disabilities. And if you don't consider that, not only will it not be helpful, but it can actually worsen the situation. So part of this article, they outline some of the different design considerations for health IT for telehealth. And this includes assistive technology compatibility and intuitive user interfaces, uh, different modes of communication, standards to enable sign language or closed captioning on the same screen as the service being provided, and features that facilitate multiple and different types of users. And it's, you know, to address that patients with disabilities can't be denied care disproportionately due to some limitation because telehealth is not built that way. That's not an excuse. So it would actually worsen the care that they would get. So these kind of things need to be part of the considerations when developing more telehealth services. The next thing I want to talk about is most clinicians can't actually access telehealth directly from their EHR. So most providers actually say telehealth is positively influencing clinical outcomes, but there's challenges because they don't really have the ability to access it easily all the time. Part of the COVID-19 Healthcare Coalition survey, the majority of physicians said that, you know, telehealth is influencing all the care that they're giving and the patient experience and cost and professional satisfaction. But then some of the challenges include payment rates, include the technology issues and workflow issues that become barriers to them actually providing the virtual care. And of course, workflow is one of the big issues because about 60% of the clinicians in the survey said that they were not currently able to access telehealth technology directly through their electronic health records. They also described lack of integration for the EHRs and the technical support for these telehealth technologies. So basically, they're going through a roundabout way or third-party way to actually be able to have telehealth services provided to their patients. And you know, like telehealth has been adopted pretty quickly, but it's going to be continually adopted through the next few years. And it really needs to be integrated as part of the EHRs. And on that note, Cerner says there's a new video visit platform that will help rural health systems. And this is made already available to EHRs, a community works clients at no cost through uh, 2021. It's basically a telehealth service through Cerner, through Cerner's EHR, and it's called video visit. Even though it's just a trial now, it's one of the big steps towards a more integrated approach to telehealth. They are working through collaboration with Amwell. 
So it's interesting to see, and hopefully they come back with some good lessons learned for integration of telehealth into EHRs. And again on telehealth, the AMA passes a pro-telehealth resolution. So the American Medical Association delegates adopted a policy uh, that's going to be directing the organization to continually support telehealth advancements during and after the COVID-19 pandemic. Kind of already talked about this, but telehealth and remote care services have been critical through managing COVID-19 and also ensures that patients don't lose their care or get interrupted care because they can continually see their providers uh, through the pandemic uh, through telehealth visits. It's pretty cool that the AMA said that they were pushing or they will push the federal government and state agencies and health insurance industries to adopt a clear and uniform policy relating to the telehealth services. Uh, Really good step forward, and we'll see what comes out of that. Last thing I want to talk about is AI. So the pandemic will accelerate AI adoption, and this is predicted by many healthcare leaders. So an Intel survey of healthcare decision makers suggests there's a lot of excitement for more use of AI and machine learning, but there's still some skepticism because AI is still fairly new. Some of the use cases they were talking about are early intervention analytics, uh, clinical decision support, and specialist collaboration. So uh, they say, quote, artificial intelligence and health and life sciences has greatly accelerated from helping clinicians develop personalized protocols to streamlining clinical workloads or unlocking insights into genomics. Infusing AI into these industries may be much closer than many initially thought. And this was uh, stated by Stacy Shellman, vice president of the IoT group at Intel. All right, before we end this episode, if you guys want to check out more healthcare IT news, check out healthcareitnews.com. That's where I get my information to keep myself updated in that world. All right, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Select group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy. CIT and me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.